You're listening to the Mind Your Business Podcast, episode number 358. Today we're answering the question, is there a great awakening? What is it and what can we do about it? So stay tuned. Hi, I'm James Wedmore, and with 13 years online, I've built my business to over $9 million in sales per year. And this is the first non-business business podcast that shows you how to apply the principles of spirituality, energy, and mindset to create true and lasting success all from the inside out. This is the Mind Your Business Podcast. Well, hello, hello, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for tuning in. Happy Monday. How the heck are you? James Wedmore here, your host of the Mind Your Business Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. Just got off a fantabulous interview. I love this guy. His name's Aaron Dowdy. Have you heard of him? I can't even remember how I stumbled upon him. It must have been one of his YouTube videos because for the past few years now, he has been posting a video, I believe, every single day since 2017. He has built a YouTube channel with over 71 million views and around 800, no, 900,000 subscribers. And for someone who goes way back in the YouTube days, you know, mad props. (laughs) Got to give some mad props because that's no easy feat. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. That's a lot. I mean, I was making YouTube videos back in the day, which was a Tuesday, 2000 and... Eight is when I uploaded my first video. That was a long time ago, folks. And today I think I have 13 million. Now, I don't post as much today anymore as I used to. 71 million views. That makes me so happy. Are you happy for other people's success? Let's talk about that for a second. Because if you're not, that's a huge something we got to look at. Huge indicator something. You get jealous. You get threatened. And you don't like it when other people are successful or have huge wins. You absolutely should because the more we can celebrate, I've talked about this on previous episodes, the wins that other people have had, the more you bring that same stuff into your life. When you judge and criticize and you know ridicule those that have what you want, you push away the very thing that you want in your life. But the reason I'm so happy for this is because Aaron is a, is a young dude who talks about mindfulness, meditation, self-awareness, law of attraction, you know, metaphysical stuff, personal empowerment, spirituality, philosophy, psychology, all that type of stuff. And he makes it simple, practical, and applicable to what I have to assume is like a younger generation, right? The young kiddos, the millennials. Apparently, I'm like the first year of a millennial. I'm 36 now. So, I don't know what was the start date or cutoff. I was born in 83. But for this younger generation, and that's why it makes me so happy because all the stuff he talks about, I didn't have in high school or growing up, you know, let alone college. I got my first really like, what is this in about 2005, 2006? And, you know, as soon as you start learning this stuff, what's one of the first things that comes up is like, why don't they teach us in schools? Well, that's another question. But why didn't I know this? Why could you imagine what I what my life would look like and feel like if I had grew up with this? And so to have more people, you know, reaching younger audiences, making it more applicable, 
and just reaching 71 million views makes me super stoked. And I don't know how I stumbled upon his stuff, but I started following him on Instagram and I just loved everything he had to say. Like, I just love so much what he talks about and it is, it's so simple, it's so applicable and I'm such a fan of it. So we finally reached out or connected in some capacity on the Instagrams and we're like, dude, we gotta get you on the show. And we had this all scheduled and then this whole thing called COVID-19 hit and when we were scheduled to do it and we were i was watching his content shift a lot into address you know as my content has shifted on the podcast and his content shifted during this time and i'm watching him blow up on a whole nother level with a lot of the things that he's talking about and one of the biggest things he's talking about is this thing that he calls the great awakening and i said why don't you come on and explain what that is and we can just be in an inquiry about that. What is the Great Awakening? Are we having a Great Awakening? What does that mean? What do we do about it? And Aaron first takes a moment in this episode to share his story. And a lot of times you hear people's stories and they're boring, right? And it just sounds like a me fest. And I have to tell you, you got to listen so closely to his story because you'll find yourself in it at one point because I found a lot of myself in his story. But it's so applicable because... And, and so powerful because he shows you how all these things that can be so intangible that we talk about, like law of attraction and mindfulness and how that started to apply in his life and what he started to do to transform his life. And you start to go, oh yeah, this really makes sense. Why am I not applying more of this in my own life? So it's a beautiful first piece of the episode. And then we start talking about this thing that a lot of people in circles are talking about, this time of a great awakening. What does that mean? What does that mean for you? Do you agree? Do you believe that? Is that just hogwash? I don't know. But we had a really great conversation about it. Aaron grounds it with about four or five things that you can now do, you know, if you see that this is a time of great awakening. And if it obviously it all resonates with you, then that must mean that there's some truth in it for you. So I love this episode and I do want your feedback on this because I think Aaron and I opened up a bunch of can of worms that we get to bring him back on for other episodes and talk about some really cool things because I love his perspective. I love his energy and his attitude. I'm excited for you to listen to this episode and let me know and let him know what you think. Okay, so without further ado, let's play that episode with Mr. Aaron Dowdy. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I'm here with Aaron Dowdy. Aaron, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me on. Yeah, I'm really pumped. My Actually, my team was texting me before this. I didn't tell you this and they're like, super excited to have you on because they follow you on Instagram. They love wow. your stuff. I follow you on Instagram. I love your stuff. I actually, you know, I haven't spent that much time on YouTube recently. So I watch, you know, all your stuff on Instagram. It's just like bite size, you know, it's like one big takeaway. And I just feel like it, you know, I don't know if it's just like a, the confirmation bias or anything, but I just align so much with, with where I'm at and I appreciate I it. Yeah. So, yeah, um, thank you, man. Yeah. So, hey, I've brought Aaron on. We probably had this interview scheduled about three or four weeks ago, but so much. It's, it really is like day by day right now, isn't it? Oh, yeah. 100%. <laughs> yeah. So much is happening. Like, I was like, yes. you know, I decided I'm in San Diego right now. I was going to go like go back before so we could do this podcast, but I'm like, no, we can just do it from here, from where I'm at right now. Right. I came out a while ago yeah. in San Diego, but yeah. I feel like maybe what we were originally going to talk about is not what we're going to talk about today, you know, because <laughs> yeah, no it's just like day by day. And I want this episode coming out at, like very soon. So it'll be out within days of us recording. And mm-hmm. so you've been talking about something called yeah. the Great Awakening. And I think that's going to be a really great starting point. 
So for everyone listening, Aaron is going to talk about this time that we are in called the Great Awakening. Are we in a Great Awakening? What does that mean? What does that look like? And what does that mean for you? And before we get into all of that, Aaron, why don't you tell us a little bit about who you are, you know, what you do, who you help, and, and even your story. Like, how did you get into all this? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So thank you. So back in, uh, just to kind of give a little bit of a context for my story in general. So back in 2012, I was at a place to where I was feeling a lot of resistance. I had a sales commission job at the time. I was doing something I wasn't necessarily passionate about, but it made me money. And I was decent at it. It was uh, sales selling women's shoes at Nordstrom's. And I was in salon shoes, which is kind of like designer shoes. And uh, at that point, I was feeling a lot of resistance for being there. I had a lot of emotional stuff that I feel like maybe I didn't deal with from childhood. And just to give that a little bit of context, between the ages of 7 to 15 years old, I had a uh, stepmom in my life, so an ex-stepmom now. During that time of 7 to 15, I had pretty much no freedom whatsoever. She was a very manipulative person, very emotionally, physically, mentally abusive. Someone that you may call like a narcissist or something mm. like that. Somebody that like nothing my brother and I did was like, okay, we were always in trouble for something. We had to earn going to school, kind of a, kind of an interesting thing. We were, a lot of times we were just working outside, kind of locked out of the house. My dad's a firefighter, so he wasn't home very often. We kind of knew what was going on, but also kind of just let her run the show. So she was very like masculine presence. That was kind of like a, kind of like having an army sergeant in your life. Yeah. So between seven and 15, my brother and I weren't allowed to watch TV. We weren't allowed to really even a lot of times we went without enough food because of the, the way we've kind of lived in like a mother-in-law's quarters on the side of the house that kind of had like a, like a gate. And I don't make this sound bad. I just want people to kind of paint a picture because sometimes people may assume that like, you know, cause I teach kind of like raising vibration and stuff. Oh, we probably had everything given to him, no, but definitely not the case. You know, a lot of times my brother and I would maybe sneak into the other side of the house to get enough to eat, stuff like that. So when my dad divorced her when I was 15 years old, it was like a whole new world. We were allowed to watch TV. We were allowed to get enough food to eat. We were allowed to have friends. We were allowed to date. Because before that, we were like the awkward kids in school because we weren't allowed to have, you know, friends. We'd have to tell friends, oh, well, we just can't hang out ever, you know. We would just make do, my brother and I. We were close because of that. But 15 years old comes around. My dad divorces her. He kind of came to his senses. And my grandma also kind of got involved with that. And then 15 to 20, 21, 22 years old was a really exciting time. I had all this freedom, you know. I had experienced all this kind of being in a shelter, not really having a personality that was structured, you know, not able to have fun. I had to earn going to friends at debate tournaments, earn going to band camp tournaments. I would get that taken away if I got in trouble because that was the only thing that really could get taken away, mm. you know? Yeah. So that, I think that's why I was so passionate about like band and, and forensics debate was because that was my only outlet, you know? And then basically for, you know, five, six years, I was had a lot of freedom and I was enjoying life, able to have friends and all that stuff. However, I still felt very unworthy and something very interesting happened as well as far as patterns go. I, you know, never had to see my ex-stepmom again after 15 years old. About a year or two after that, I had my first girlfriend. My first girlfriend had a very similar personality mm. as my ex-stepmom. Trying to, con She'd like to control me. I was always too outgoing. There was something, you know, like a lot of rules that she would try to put down on me. And I was with her for about four or five years. And I was then at... Nordstrom's in women's shoes. I was in BP shoes, which is like the cheaper shoes and it was commission sales job. So, you know, I liked that be able to kind of like put intention out there. And it's almost like a law of attraction playground in a way, mm. because I was able to see different energy 
and different what would like make money, you know, or what would do well interacting with other people. But I then broke up with that ex-girlfriend eventually when I came to my senses, you know, <laughs> after right. four or five years. And then within a week, I got transferred to a new department, which was Salon Shoes, which is a better department. The manager of that department was almost the same exact personality as my ex-stepmom. W- so, were you were you recognizing this pattern at the time or is this all nope. like hindsight? <laughs> nope, not at all. <laughs> yeah. I just, I think, you know, this sounds kind of crazy, but after 15 years old, I was 15, my brother was like 13 and my dad divorced my ex-stepmom. I had all this freedom and that freedom felt kind of scary. Mm-hmm. I felt almost like this felt, I think maybe I valued certainty. Like even though we were completely controlled, we kind of knew what to expect. All of a sudden there's like this freedom and it felt kind of like anxiety. Yeah. So I think that maybe at a coping mechanism or something, like I attracted someone that was always trying to control me. And then what happened is that kind of fast forwarded to, I was in salon shoes. We tried to get this manager fired so many times. <laughs> she was so crazy. Wow. And we would go up to, um, HR, but she was protected by upper management and she would get away with like making people cry, do this crazy stuff. But just like my ex stepmom, like manipulative, controlling. And then I came across and I started learning about like the law of attraction, thoughts create reality. And I learned meditation. And also to give a little bit more context to that, after the 15 year old thing and I was able to kind of come out of my shell, I was labeled as someone with ADHD. So I had a lot of energy, Mm. went to a doctor, they gave me Adderall. So I was taking Adderall at work. And that I, the, the real reason I found meditation was because the side effects of Adderall where you don't eat very much, you don't sleep very much. Yeah. And it was very harsh. So I was like, okay, what are, there's gotta be something else out there that will help me kind of deal with this. So I came across the research on meditation and it was like black and white. Like if you meditate, the positive side effects are more dopamine, less cortisol, no, you, know, you sleep good at night, you eat like everything was, was like positive. So I was like, okay, let me try meditation. I tried meditation the first day, nothing really crazy happened. I felt a lot of resistance. Second day, nothing really crazy happened. But then I learned how to observe my thoughts. And as I began to observe my thoughts, something about me began to change. I started to become more aware of my thought patterns. I started to become more aware of even the beliefs I had. I was able to kind of see different belief systems I had. Like I believed I had ADHD and therefore that was the kind of like, I believe that I had to take Adderall for it because that was, you know, kind of what I was told by somebody. And that was the reality that was in. And then I started to become aware of this in different aspects of my life. I saw that I felt unworthy and I was attracting people into my life because mm-hmm. of that unworthiness and kind of what I was familiar with. And meditation allowed space for me to observe different aspects of my life that priorly were unconscious. So it was just me bringing these things into awareness. And as I brought these things in awareness, my whole entire life transformed. I started, I would say on a scale of one to 10, I used to feel at about a three out of 10 with 10 feeling amazing, one feeling horrible. Probably my base point was at about a three. Wow. After meditating and just for two or three weeks, I started feeling like a seven or eight out of 10. Mm. I felt like high all the time and I didn't know why. And it, it was shortly after that, I then looked at my past and saw people call this a spiritual awakening. You know, I started becoming aware that I wasn't just my mental construct. I wasn't just my mind. There's more, there's like a spiritual dimension to it. And from that point going forward, I then saw my past with my like abusive ex-stepmom. And I saw how that led me to my spiritual awakening. So Mm. all of a sudden the meaning of the past that was so dark and unworthy, all of a sudden was my biggest gift because if I didn't go through that, I wouldn't be you know, I've, I've gone through that spiritual awakening that completely transformed my life. So the meaning changed. And then I started to reinvent my whole life from the inside out. 
And I started to become aware of different things. One cool thing that happened as well, I became aware of what called the self-image. You know what I mean? And I realized I went in every day. I saw myself as like an average employee selling women's shoes. At the beginning of every day, there was this wall with like the top salespeople from the day before and just shows like the list, even the bottom salespeople from the day before. And there's like the list of the top salespersons going down. And I realized, you know, I was just unconsciously aware that I saw myself at the middle of that list. So what happened is I started to see myself at the top of the list. I started acting almost like not acting like, but just being like a top salesperson. And I started seeing myself as that way. And within two or three days, I was at the top of that list consistently. So changing my self-image completely transformed my life. And from that point going forward, I became super passionate about the law of attraction and energy and how that affects our reality. And every day that I went into that sales commission job selling women's shoes, we started at zero. So I was able to see what kind of energy works, what Mm. kind of thoughts, goals that I have. If I just go in having fun, what is the energy like? If I go in with the intention of adding value, what is that energy like? And it changed my whole life. Now, also, within two weeks of learning meditation and realizing these things about myself, that manager that worked for Nordstrom's for like 10 years or more, all of a sudden got fired for something stupid. Wow. <laughs> the dumbest thing, like literally, like yep. the things that she could have got fired for, she didn't because mm-hmm. she was protected. She got fired for like the dumbest thing you could even think of, but like they couldn't protect her anymore. She got fired within a week of me completing that pattern of the past. From that point going forward, I never attracted women. Like it was a belief that I had that mm-hmm. women in my life tried to control me. You know, I let go of that belief. Never again have I had to, had to deal with that. And then a couple of years later, I used that to completely, you know, that awareness to completely reinvent my life again. And that's when I started. There was like a moment that I had. I was actually living at my dad's house. I moved back in with my dad's because I wanted to make it on YouTube. I wanted to like own my own business. You know, I was going to college, wasn't very passionate about it. And there was just this epiphany that I had. And I realized that if I was to make a video every single day for the next year, my life would transform. I just had this deep inner knowing that that I just felt that to be true. So working nine to five job now, instead of at Nordstrom's, I was at Barney's New York, which is a higher end place. And I was working there. I was working 40 hours a week. And when I wasn't working, I was making YouTube videos. And every single day at 1030 in the morning, the YouTube video went live no matter what. And some days I would, I live uh, born and raised in Las Vegas. So sometimes I'd work till 12 o'clock, you know, in the morning, because it was in a casino, right? 12 o'clock in the morning, I would go home, record a video at like one or two in the morning, edit the video, schedule the video to go out the next day and go to bed at like four in the morning and get up the next day. And it just completely changed my self-image. I started to see myself as someone with great willpower. And that wasn't every day, by the way. That was like, that would happen. That happened a couple of times. But in general, I just, it started to change my self-image. I started to see myself as somebody that was just able to, this is a part of who I am, making daily videos on YouTube. And within two or three weeks, I had a video that went viral. It's a very cringy video for me to watch. (laughs) The most powerful technique for reprogramming the subconscious mind or something. My mannerisms are super cringy, but that video started to go viral. And it took my channel from like at the beginning of that challenge to make a video every day for a year. I was at like 800 subscribers. All of a sudden, my channel started to grow by like 20 something thousand subscribers a month. Wow. So and, and I had that video go viral and it was bringing in all this, you know, I started making money via, actually, I didn't turn on my ads to 100,000 subs because I, did, I wanted to just grow and I didn't want to focus on that aspect of it at first because I, I thought that my channel would grow quicker if I didn't have ads on, making people click off. That was my thought process behind it. Actually, it would have grown faster with ads on <laughs> because yeah. you do, yeah, it's funny how that works, but yeah. that's what I thought. So after about three weeks, 
to a month, things started to go viral. I started to learn. And then I became super passionate about learning internet marketing. And I uh, actually had a friend that had way less subs than me. I think I got to like 50 to 60,000 subs in like the first two or three months. I had a friend with less subs than me that was doing like 25K a month. <laughs> and I'm like, how are you doing that? That right. doesn't make sense. And I was like, I was like, there's something here I don't know. Yeah. So then I was studying internet marketing, listening to podcasts. That's when I found you. And then also was still making those daily videos. And after three, four, five months, I then uh, in August, the, my last day working that nine to five job was the McGregor Mayweather fight. And mm. I knew it was going to be busy that day and since it's commission. So I said, okay, I want my last day to be that day. And two weeks before I put in my two weeks, that was my last day. I scheduled to open that day. So I made a whole bunch of money, went to a friend's house after that, watched the fight. And then uh, that was my last day ever having a, a job. And since then, my channel uh, has gone from, you know, like, you know, 800 subscribers. Now I think it's a... Uh, Almost nine hundred thousand subs. Yep, eight hundred ninety thousand um, subscribers and just shy of seventy-one million views. Wow, I didn't. That's, that's I, cool, I went and checked it out. That's before. that's amazing, man. Especially for so, someone like myself having a background in in teaching YouTube. That's that's a lot of views. That's a lot of people. <laughs> that's a lot. Thanks, brother. I appreciate that. Yeah. Since then, I've still I've kept that video a day going. Now I'm starting to taper back from that because I want to put my energy more into doing live events and stuff. But yeah. for three years in a row, I've made daily videos on YouTube. So it's a lot of a lot of energy, but I'm super passionate about it. I started tapping into a flow state mm. and I just, I feel such a calling to do it. I love doing it and I love synthesizing, breaking down kind of complex spiritual ideas, making it practical and relatable to people yeah. that maybe normally wouldn't be open to it. I want to be kind of a bridge between the two worlds in a way. So that's mm -hmm. my intention behind the content. And that's been my focus since kind of day one. And um, it. yeah, it's led me to where I'm at now to where I, uh, you know, I get to travel the world, do what I love, yeah. get ready to do live events and just helping people wake up to more of who they are, <laughs> which kind of leads us to what you were talking about yeah. with the Great Awakening. Stuff. Totally. Well, I love it. And that's one of the, I mean, like, first of all, I love you sharing your story because it does make everything, the things that you talk about, the things that I talk about, it makes it relatable because it is applicable. I saw so much of myself in that story because I would do the same things. I was a bartender and I was like testing out, you know, all of these principles and stuff. And I would, you know, declare how oh, much, wow. yeah, like I was going to make in tips that day and stuff. <laughs> That's and so cool. I got addicted to Adderall for a little bit. And um, oh, wow. yeah, I dropped down to 144 pounds. And for a six foot guy, that's skin and bone. Yeah. You know, I looked like a yeah. skeleton. My eyes were like bulging out and I was... I think there were days I wouldn't eat. I would pop 20 milligrams first thing in the morning when I get out of bed at like seven or eight in the morning yep. and I'd work. I was trying to, you know, figure this whole business thing out and I'd work until about 2 a.m. So I must have been yeah. sleeping six hours and maybe I'd have like a lunch or something. You know, I would eat like a sandwich or like half a sandwich and that was it for the whole day. And you had no appetite. It was crazy. Yeah. No, you know, yeah, like no appetite. But, you know, it was hard too because... uh there'd be a reason why people are taking Adderall. Like, man, I felt extreme focus, you know, yeah. and just like concentration and just like, it's, you know, so. it was crazy. I would take it going to work and be super hyper-focused, you know, and <laughs> yeah. it would really help. Like I had ADD or ADHD or whatever. I would take four shots of espresso and it would chill me out. <laughs> like I'd be, wow. I'd be super chill, dude. I used to go into the E-bar at Nordstrom's, take four shots. <sighs> I'm like, All right. Now I'm calm. <laughs> you know Dang, what I mean? That, oh so that's God. how it was. So then the Adderall really helped. But then, then oh, so also back to that story a little bit too. Yeah. Within two weeks, 
completely got rid of Adderall. Yeah, I was going to ask that. Okay, so... Yeah, completely got rid of Adderall within two weeks. Mm -hmm. I don't drink caffeine. Not this makes me better than anyone or yeah. on some spiritual pedestal, but I don't drink caffeine. I don't drink alcohol. I don't smoke. I don't really do anything yeah. at all. Like I just... Since learning meditation, like I think that I feel higher now than I did then, which is annoying to hear to some people. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, wow, that must be nice. But yeah, it, it's just I think it's our natural state. Many of us can tap into it. Right. Know? So, yeah, just to kind of close that loop. <laughs> no. And that's and that's so great. I'm glad you uh, answered so that. So question for you. I'm just curious. Oh, as well. sure. So when you were when yeah. you were at that doing the um, bartending mm -hmm. and you were setting intentions and working with energy, mm -hmm. what was the thing that you noticed that really uh, made a big difference with like with it was it the energy or the what um, was it so i was it was my, my journey was like really interesting because like my mom and my sister were very into this stuff and my dad and i were not and so from a very oh, wow. young age we just took that stance of like making fun of them and just yeah. and by the way the tables have turned so much that i'm like the one like showing my mom and sister like come on go, the rabbit hole goes deeper let me show you <laughs> but they <laughs> how, how my, my mom for my either birthday or christmas as a gift because i remember unwrapping it she got me um asking it is given abraham hicks um, yes in probably book. 2005 maybe i threw it in the trash in front of her that's how much of an a-hole i was I, wow, I, yeah. I read the forward and they start talking about like channeling this entity spirit thing because yeah. i was like asking it is given like sweet you know um I, that sounds awesome <laughs> and then i start reading it and i threw it away in front of her and i let her know that i was throwing away this garbage so that's where i was i just kept through various different ways forcing itself back into my life and i couldn't ignore yeah. it i had eventually watched the secret so this is about 2006 when it came out i watched the secret and i had a dream as this bartender i was doing the day shift the week day shift at a place called On the Border, which is the Mexican food version of Chili's. So that was my life after there, college. Yeah. yeah, like I'm, you know, college degree, very expensive college tuition, and I'm a, a daytime bartender pouring pre-mixed margaritas and beers. <laughs> like that's what it's amounted to. And yeah. um, I had this dream where this number 100 flashed at the end of the dream. And I could see it written down, 100. So when I woke up, Similar to like how you, and I wanted to talk about that for a moment where you, it, we'll, so we'll come to it, where you had that idea to do the video a day and where that relates to like, you know, attracting thoughts and having this like divine, you know, intuition. But I just had this idea to say, I'm going to write that number down. I see it in, I saw it in my dream. I see it in my head right now. I'm going to write it down. So I wrote down the number 100 on a little piece of paper and put it on the cash register and the entire day, I just set the intention that I was going to make $100 in tips. And I had been making about $20 to $30 a day on average. Wow. And this was no unique day. Like, it wasn't like yeah. a holiday. It wasn't a game day. It was any other. It was like a Tuesday, nothing happening. And the things that transpired throughout that day were just so unique. Like, two of my friends that I hadn't seen in months stopped in because they heard I was working there. And then they left me a big fat tip. And then this guy I got to know there, like he left me and, and sure enough, the day ended and I made $101 in, wow. in tips. And that was the first, and that's a beautiful, like you have these experiences that like confirm your suspicions yes. and like feed the logical, rational side of you. And it's like, I can't ignore that. I can't ignore this anomaly. And you know, when you're that like left brain scientist of like, I'm seeing something, I'm seeing a correlation. Yep. It yep. doesn't necessarily mean causation, but I'm seeing something. And so, you know, it was, and I was, I'm slower, like I'm a little older than you, so I'm a slow learner. So it still took me like years of like, 
come on. And then there, there becomes that tipping point. I think for you, it's probably like in two weeks. And for me, it was probably like two to three years where you finally abandon for good, the doubt and just, and go, well, that's the only thing that's holding this back, isn't it? Is that I still doubt this. Well, well, how is that serving me? What, you know, what happens if I just let that go? What's the worst that can happen? And that's something we mentioned, um, mutual friend, good friend of mine, Brandon Lucero. And that's our joke that we always have is like for people that think that anything, all this is still crazy. He's like, what's the worst that's going to happen is you just feel good all day. You know, <laughs> like what's the worst thing that's going to happen is that you just feel good and think about yeah. the things that you want in your life and they may happen, they may not, but like, what's the worst yeah. that's going to happen, you know? Yeah, exactly. Um, I love that. So I had had that kind of like inspired idea and you wow. talked about that idea of like, I'm going to make a video a day. Do you correlate that to law of attraction? Like, is it like you attracted this thought, you attracted this business strategy? Like where does that, what role does that divine guidance play for you for me it's like also kind of like a we, some people call it the higher self you know but mm-hmm. like i believe we have like we have like guidance in, in some ways and and it could have been also i was kind of a, a book maybe i attracted like I, I read a book called crushing it by gary vaynerchuk mm-hmm. and it was like you know work do more <laughs> you know what i mean yeah. like yeah. that kind of mentality and i was at the stage where i was mainly kind of had this a romantic view in my mind where I was like, oh, one day I'm going to like go into work and I'm going to help Tony Robbins. <laughs> and Tony Robbins is going to say, Aaron, you look like you'd make a great public speaker. <laughs> Would you like to be on my platform? And it was this big romantic like thing with the law of attraction where I was like not taking action. I was not being, mm. I was just kind of like on the couches hoping things would happen. And I was like that for a long time. So eventually I kind of, felt like I needed some type of information in my life that was more like um, the opposite of that, which is like, you know, Gary Vee isn't like the complete op, but he's like, work hard, work hard. And that's kind of what I needed to hear at the time. Yeah. And I was realizing just, I was kind of frustrated with where I was. Like I was making videos once a month on YouTube. I wasn't really getting anywhere with it. Friends kept asking me, Hey, what are you doing there? What you been up to? I'm like, Oh, I'm still making videos on YouTube. You know, like <laughs> it was the, um, you know, and I could see that gla- the kind of glaze in their eyes, like, oh, okay, how's that working? You know, yeah. how's that hobby? And I'm like, no, I'm going to make it one day. Yeah. You know, but I, just kept, <laughs> I kept forward with that vision. But that book prior to that was like in my life for, you know, just kind of like looking through it and kind of starting to kind of plant the idea in my mind. But then that feeling that it was, it's very hard to explain because it felt like some divine, mm-hmm. I don't know, like I just felt, I just had this feeling. It was like, it was hard. To, it was almost like I connected to my future self. And I was like, bro, you do this. <laughs> this is the result and, you're going to get. And I'll meet and you there. Like, yeah. <laughs> and I'll meet you. Like, I promise you, if you do this, you just have to yeah. commit to it. And I was like, and then I just believed in it. And I just, or I just, I just started uh, committing to it. And that changed my self image because when I started making daily videos, I was busy. Like I, friends are like, come hang out. And I'm like, no man, I'm working 40 hours a week and I'm making videos 30 hours a week. Like I don't got time for anything, mm. you know? But then I started to see myself as a hard worker, you know? which actually served me at the time and led me to like being hardcore, wanting to learn about internet marketing and all these things. And then I got rewarded for that. So there's different layers to it as well, because then that served me for like a year and a half, two years. You know, I got rid of my job in February, 2017. I started making daily videos. I put in my two weeks, two weeks before August 27th or whenever, whenever that McGregor Mayweather fight was, Mm -hmm. and I never had a job again, but then I was still working really, really hard. And I was like, you know, very, very much just like focus on discipline. And for a year and a half, two years, that's how I was. And I, I was 
putting out crazy amounts of content. I mean, I, I get like other content creators like, Aaron, how do you do it? How do you put out this much content? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> you just do. I don't know. But, but then eventually I, I've actually learned to uh, work smarter. I've actually taken away like working hard is great. And yeah. it was what I needed at the time because I wasn't taking any action at all. But eventually I have actually learned and maybe that was through like plant medicine ceremonies and certain things like that, like different mm -hmm. healing modalities, you yeah. know, but um, I went to Costa Rica, went to a plant medicine thing, you know, and it was like too, super opposed to it. <laughs> but eventually you I were, went, you were, I went, I was super opposed to it, but yeah. I had a, one of my first brand deals. They're like, Hey, come up to this place in Costa Rica. It's a $5,000 per a week, but you get to come for free if you make some YouTube videos. What's the and name? Like, What's the name of the center? Rhythmia. Rhythmia. Yeah. Uh, Good friend Catherine Zenkina, Manifestation Babe. She just did a whole episode oh, nice. about her experience at at Rhythmia and a couple other did friends. Did she have a cool experience? Yeah, yeah. yeah so, very, so you you did magical it. Magical place. Yeah, yeah. So, so I went and it was four nights in a row, and I went with my buddy Victor, who is uh, my best friend, also my business partner, and something else that we do. And I got him on the same deal. So him and I go, and he's like, I'm going to do it every night, bro, because we were going <laughs> the same week. And I was like, Well, I'm not going to be by my loan every night myself. <laughs> so I was like, Okay, I guess I'll go to the first night. Yeah. So I go to the first night and it blows you away and like all these layers of subconscious minds of things you thought of, of the subconscious that you thought you dealt with, then kind of, you know, go, you let go of and you feel free. And then it's like, you know, it's, it's ayahuasca in case yeah, you yeah, are yeah. wondering. Mm -hmm. I was super opposed to it, but then it would just open me up to different levels. And every time I go, it's almost the same message. Mm. <laughs> it's like, let, it's a similar thing. It's like, let go, let yeah. go. Cause being like a business owner or, you know, owning, uh, having a business and like, focus on willpower and mindset it's powerful but it's always like the other aspect of the feminine side of letting go so for me that's always kind of the message but you do that monday night tuesday night wednesday night thursday night then you have like three four days of like you know whatever just processing it's pretty busy <laughs> it's, it's a lot of processing integration yeah. that was in 2017 I, i've gone every year since then for have week. you really oh, i've got i've done it 2017 18 and 19 in 2020 i don't i'm not for sure if i'm gonna do it yet but it's interesting, but yeah, that was like letting go and I forget how we got on that thread. I know I did but, too, but no, I'm, um, it's inter it's interesting that you brought it, brought that all up and we could do in a whole episode, just, just talking <laughs> about yeah, all yeah, of that. I'm down, man. But I definitely want to get into this topic because I think it's relevant. We know it's relevant. Yes. I think it's, it's important and we can always bring Aaron back on and have some other epic deep conversations. Um, yeah, yeah. so let's talk about this because you posted about this recently. This is this time of great awakening. This is something that yeah. I've been kind of dancing around on the podcast within the last few weeks. I felt this like immediately and I'd love to bring someone on like yourself. So you're here. What does this mean? Yeah. Can you describe that kind of set the stage for us? Yeah. So let me first off say that when I first got into this content, it was actually in 2012 when I went through my spiritual awakening. Yeah. The end because of the end of the, the, the world. My calendar yeah. <laughs> gonna ascend to the fifth dimension. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so January twenty second or uh, what is it, December twenty second, still here. Yeah. I'm still here. <laughs> it's like, what's going on? Is did we ascend? <laughs> did, did it work? But, um, did it work? <laughs> Where am I? But when I went through my awakening, one of the phases that's very common for people to go through with awakening is to kind of go down some rabbit holes because you start questioning things because you realize, okay, if I stumbled across this spiritual awakening stuff and I realized that like a lot of the belief systems I had were limiting me and it was like a little box that I was in, mm. then I, why is reality the way it is? Like, why don't you learn meditation in school? Why is a lot of things of this information suppressed? And I started going down certain rabbit holes and I, and some people call this the conspiracy theory route. And through, and let me just say as well that I was super, a lot of these I heard, I was like, this stuff is crazy. <laughs> like yeah. 
it was, I was, I kind of had a big wall up around it, but here's something I haven't shared too much. And you might, I kind of appreciate this is just, it's a little bit different. So there's someone that I actually know that's been in my life, my whole life that when they started working for a certain part of the government or whatever we call this, everyone that he knew was pretty much everyone that he was close to or knew was interviewed for him to be in this thing that whatever it was, right? We knew, we never knew, really knew what he did, but he flew 300 times a year. And this is back in the eighties and the nineties. Wow. Flew 300 times a year to wherever he went, but we didn't know what, and he never really talked about it. He's a very eccentric thinker, very smart person. And we never really knew. Well, fast forward, this person is now much older and health is kind of going a little bit like this. You know, he's, you know, but anyways, to make a long story short, He's seen some things, and it's someone that I trust in my life. He's seen some things and been around things that would completely blow our minds when it comes to things that would be hidden by the government, stuff like that. So normally I'm very reluctant to a lot of this, this conspiracy theory stuff, but I have someone that I ask some questions to, and he still won't tell me that much, to be honest. Mm. But he has said certain things. He said things that, like, the government knows about some things that have been hidden for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Call that like ETs and stuff like that. Like yep. this stuff sounds crazy to me. Yeah. But I'm like, okay, if that's if that's something that's hidden and there's no reason for this person to lie to me, what else is kind of being hidden, you know? And that's when I started going down a certain route of like studying certain things. I was like, oh, this stuff's interesting. But I, I studied it for about a month in 2012 and realized that it wasn't good for my energy because it's kind of negative stuff. It has to do with understanding the control dynamics in the planet and why people are kept in the dark. And and I'm so glad you're saying, saying this because I've had those same exact experiences. I I won't name names or anything, but I've, I've read books and documentaries and stuff. And you just kind of like get present for a moment and realize like you're just feeling awful. Like you're like, I got to go take a shower right now. And that's, and it's hard. It's, it's, it's hard because you're going through your own inquisitive process. And I think there's that theme there. It's like, it's really good to be a a critical thinker and asking questions and and looking because we're on a journey. So let's go explore. But then you kind of like stumble upon some things that you don't know. And we're not, you know, trying to claim that. And you just go, Oh my gosh, like total love. I've been there many times. So yeah. So continue. I'm glad you shared that as well because a lot of people are starting to go down rabbit holes right now being in quarantine. Yeah. And the thing that <laughs> a lot more I time on our hands. Yeah. Yeah. So the thing I do recommend is have a lot of discernment and mm. do your own research. Don't just listen. Like even if I share my story and kind of what I think with the great awakening, like I encourage everyone to do their own research, mm-hmm. to have discernment. Cause there's some, a lot of these conspiracy things I've heard that I'm like, it just doesn't resonate, you know? Yeah. So still the best intuitive, like go inside and see what really resonates. But in general, in 2012, to kind of make a long story short, I went through like a month of studying this stuff. And I realized there's a lot more than what's being shown from the, the power dynamics. There's certain control factors at play that kind of keep people in fear and anger. And if I realized that, you know, if people are in fear and anger. They're much easier to control. They're much more obedient. They look to authority for certainty. So they're more likely to go according to whatever that plan may be or the agenda may be. And the idea is if you keep a lot of people in the dark, then you can kind of funnel the resources towards a select few. And that's kind of how it's been. It's not even just the government. It's stuff behind like even that from what the research that I've done. It's, you know, it's, it, it's kind of like whether you're on this side or this side of the political spectrum, if you're on either side, you're kind of lost and not lost, but you're, you're in that spectrum of, of kind of feeding that system in a way. And that's kind of what the agenda is on this mm-hmm. other side. 
to have is to be putting the energy and to think that you have the choice and all this stuff. So basically, I was kind of aware of this back in 2012, studied it for a month, but it was very negative and didn't make me feel great. So I kind of put it into the background. I was like, well, it's not my purpose to look into this right now. I'm going to focus on my own inner growth, raising my vibration, helping other people do it too, studying metaphysics, law of attraction, which is what my YouTube channel is about. Now, fast forward to what's going on now. Part of what I studied back in 2012 as well was talking about how there's going to be this great awakening that happens. There's some books that people can read. The Law of One is are great books mm-hmm. that kind of talk about this, something called The Harvest. I'm a big fan of Dolores Cannon as well. She has uh, books, uh, hypnotherapy sessions where people go into a very deep level of hypnosis. And they say certain their subconscious mind brings through certain things. You can ask it questions. And she has a technique called QHHT technique. So she teaches people how to do this. And there's thousands of people that have been under this level of hypnosis. And a lot of people said very similar things. They said, we came, I, you know, my soul came here to be a part of this transformation on the planet, to Mm -hmm. be a part of this great transition of energy. And that aligns perfectly with the law of one and many other texts and almost any ancient text you can look to talks about this in some form and some metaphor and some out, you know, some symbol talks about this kind of time that we're in right now, which is very interesting. But in general, what I believe is happening right now on the planet is the vibration is continuing to raise. And as the vibration continues to raise, more and more people are becoming aware. And the old power structure at play of the people that have kind of kept this information from people for a very long time, that's coming into the light. And they're in a way losing their power. They're losing the ability to kind of keep the cloak or the cover over people's eyes from knowing what's going on. And because of that, so many people are waking up. So when it comes to this whole thing that's happening where people are in quarantine, they're actually going more within. They're saying, does this everything I'm being told resonate with me? Like maybe, yes, there's this thing happening, but the way it's being projected is like, I'm starting to question it a little bit more. And people are starting to question reality and see that maybe there's a lot more going on behind the scenes than we're aware of. And you look at Hollywood, you look at some of the ways we've been primed, you know, the belief systems that we have have been in a way primed from our conditioning, whether that's a condition of our governments or it's the condition of Hollywood movies even. And it's very interesting to see kind of how that's played out. But there's a lot of uh, information coming out, whether you call it whistleblowers, you know, and still have discernment when you pay attention to those. But some of it is very, you know, very eye-opening. And the Great Awakening is about us becoming more aware as the people and the people taking their power back. And I think a lot of people, a lot of your audience are light workers and people that have this deep calling on the inside to really to be bold in life and to express their message and to help other people. And part of this is this is the time, like Mm. this is the time that we came here for. I think all of us as light workers came here to be here, to be almost like an antenna of this kind of information and even not the information because the information isn't that important, but to hold our own energy, yeah. even in the, the the face of fear, to hold our own energy and to be kind of like to hold gravity so that other people see, they look around, everyone's in fear. You look at the news, everything's in fear. And they look at you and they're like, oh, this person's like calm and yes. going about it in a way that I didn't even know was an option. And that in of itself is powerful. But in general, as the vibration continues to raise, more and more people are going to become aware of some sometimes very dark things that may have been happening behind the scenes, ways of controlling the mass consciousness, ways of controlling and keeping people in little bubble of fear, because when people are in fear, they're much more easy to control. And that might sound like conspiracy to a lot of people. But also understand this, the word conspiracy theory <laughs> was invented by the CIA. 
I don't know. Yeah, if you, like, yeah I, I, I let our listeners know about that about four or five weeks ago. Yeah, yeah right, at, right after or before, right around the JFK assassination. Yeah. To, and guess what that did? That primed us to have, when we hear conspiracy theory, mm-hmm. we're, we're at a deep level primed to be like, give it that a negative connotation. Yeah. Because now that negative connotation is like, well, I'm not going to look into that. This person's a conspiracy theorist or something. Mm-hmm. And all I'm saying is I'm not saying that all conspiracy theories are true because I don't believe that. But there's some, there's a, there, why would that be primed? You know, yeah. why? Right. Starting to question things is I think the most powerful thing. Do your own research, question things. But I believe there's these power structures at play. I believe this old paradigm of control that maybe a lot of elite people have had, a lot of big, you know, we think money's backed by gold, but it's, it hasn't been for a very long time. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. it has meaning because we all give it meaning. But a lot of these things are beginning to fall apart. And what happens is maybe this darker agenda from the research I've done, this darker agenda may have some cards up their sleeves that they're trying to pull out to keep people in that dark, but too many people are waking up. Mm-hmm. So, for example, the other day on, on uh, April 4th, we had a global meditation. People all over the world did it. It's not just my YouTube channel, but we had over a million people meditating on healing the planet, love, seeing a positive timeline of all of us coming together and having harmony and unity. That's a way that we combat the darker intentions, like the darker, like the darker control factor is we, this is called the Schumann resonance. There's a certain yeah. resonance of the planet. And it shows that when we do these meditations, it completely transforms the, sh- the resonance of our planet. They call that the Maharishi effect or the meditation effect, where 5,000 people meditated on love and peace, and it decreased the violence on the planet by over 70%. That was done back a long time ago, but it's called the meditation effect. All of us coming together like that counteracts that. And I do believe that we're literally putting ourselves on better and better outcomes of what's happening in the world based on us coming together in unity like that and visualizing and connecting our hearts together. And, you know, us as light workers, I think we came for this. Yeah. And I think that as time goes on, more and more things will fall apart that aren't working because now there's a new energy here. And the new energy that's here is more about win-win. It's more about collaboration. It's more about unity. It's more about higher vibration. So the wellness industry, a lot of your listeners that are into and in embodying themselves and into this kind of information or that's part of their healing practice or whatever they do, it's going to be very good for those types of people because there's going to be a demand for it. And it's a very important time we live in, but it's going to be a time when a lot of, you see, when a lot of people become aware that there are a lot of things going on behind the scenes that they weren't let known of, they may get, some people will get angry about it. Yeah. You know, and right now there's a, you know, I started sharing this on my YouTube channel a couple of weeks ago. And I was kind of afraid at first because I knew that it would polarize a lot of people because it is kind of out there information. But I feel like it, in a way, it's my duty to like put out some of this in a way that's also high vibrational. So versus like somebody that's maybe like, oh, it's fearful, all this stuff happening. No, I think it's like the most exciting time to be alive than ever before on the planet is right now. Mm, because amen. this change that's happening is going to be so pivotal to the direction that we go in as a collective consciousness And I believe that, yes, there'll be some dark stuff that breaks apart. There'll be some people that lose their power, lose their edge as more and more people become awake. And there's like an avalanche of people becoming awake right now, just realizing there's more to reality than the ego construct, realizing that the things they've been projected out, you know, with like vaccinations and some of the stuff going on, even in that kind of way, like they're saying no to certain things that they feel aren't good for them on an intuitive level. And just so many people are waking up that I think this is the time to be alive on the planet. And all of your listeners, your listeners listening to this that are light workers, that are people that are 
connected to that aspect of their life, I think that this is the time that you really came for, whether you know it or not. Mm. And it's going to be super exciting to see how these things play out because there will on the surface appear to be somewhat negativity as the negative stuff plays out. But, um, it has to break down before we can build a new structure before we can build it as a, as the people. And I think that the people are going to be regaining their power in the next 15, 20 years. I don't know. You know, some people think it's going to happen extremely fast and all this, but I, I tend to be a little bit more realistic. I'm hope I'm wrong. And I, but I think it'll take a little bit longer than that. And I think that literally though, we're dawning of a new age. It sounds kind of, you know, esoteric and hippy dippy or whatever. But <laughs> yeah, I think I really, I just feel that I feel like it's a very important time. Old structures fall away. We're getting ready to lay down the foundation mm-hmm. of something new. And it's the light, the, the light on the planet is continuing to raise. And we're yeah. literally moving into a new level of consciousness where we like war and all of these things of where we fight each other. It's starting to look ridiculous from certain people's perspectives. It's like, why would I like, cause I have this belief system. I'm supposed to hate you. And it just seems you know, it just seems ridiculous now and people are starting to wake up to that and it, it'll happen in waves, I believe. Mm. So a lot of your listeners are, are part of that first wave. Like they, they, they feel that deep calling, they're doing what they're meant to be doing and, and helping other people and adding value. And there'll be other waves coming in and other waves coming in. And, you know, I've been super surprised, like even my dad, who's not really open, you know, he's a fire investigator, very logical thinker, you know, Yeah. but even him, like he had someone at his work his partner at his work for like five years before his partner retired was telling him about this stuff, about this back government stuff and all this stuff. So I told my dad about it recently about like some of the stuff I was learning about and kind of like exploring. And he's like, I've been told this stuff for five years from my old partner. Wow. And I'm like, what? You know, like it just, <laughs> this information is yeah. just so out there. And it seems crazy at first because then it kind of negates our identity, our sense of like, of, uh, of comfort, of security. But I promise, like, I think it's super powerful and positive that these old things break down. We become free, you yeah. know? And, and such a, everything you said is just so beautiful. Thank you. And I think as light workers, yes, what we will experience is crumbling away, right? You will see mm-hmm. things breaking and it's very easy to just see what's all you see right now as your reality yeah, yeah. and then start to predict more doom and gloom. And I think what, light workers here are able to do is say, no, 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 there's, there's something better coming. You know, they're holding the space right. for something. And that's, is really, you know, it's like a lot of people reaching out to me and obviously we're blessed to have the type of businesses that we have and, yep. and whatnot and saying like, oh my gosh, are you okay? Like this is such an awful time for everybody. And it's like, it's not, not for everybody actually. No. There's a lot of people right now that are very positive, very bright lights, very hopeful, very excited. And, and I think that's what we need are people to to pave that way. And that's and that's beautiful. There's something you said very quickly, and I think it's just important to note too. You said it very quickly, like the information really doesn't matter. And I believe that too, because we both had these experiences where you can go down rabbit holes and you say you can do your own research, you can do all that, or nothing, you know, because it, it can it that can become a full-time job that just lowers yeah. your vibration or puts you into yeah. anger or fear or a lot of stuff. And I don't think all that matters. I, th- I think we can we can still be that light and know that there is that sense that you're resonating with this sense that something's happening. We are. Yeah. I'm growing. Like I'm letting go. I'm. Sh- yeah. I I did a post on my Instagram just asking people and what have you let go of in this mm-hmm. time, right? Because that's the way I like to see that we grow is we grow by letting go of that which is of absolutely not true to who we truly are. 
and oh my goodness, first of all, so many, just an onslaught of people just sharing so many things. And then when you start reading the comments, it's beautiful. It's like a yeah. lifetime of shame and guilt and being wow. afraid of what other people think. And it's like, you just think that's a coincidence that all these other people are having the same collective shared experience of this much shedding of what's not serving you. And then you start yeah. like talking about the implications of like the hologram of like, you know, as above, so below, like what's happening to you on the individual level. You don't think that's happening on a collective level. Right. Exactly. That, that, that's happening beyond you. And it, and it is, and it's, and it's so beautiful. Yep. And then, you know, where my mind was really going as you were sharing all of that was what does it mean when someone says they're on a spiritual journey? What does that mean when they're awakening? What does that mean? And I think a very, simple way that I could start to ground that. And I don't, I don't know what your perspective was that is you're learning more about who you truly are and how powerful you truly are. And you posted something just a few days ago talking about that, talking about how, how powerful you actually are. So that when you say you are, when you feel powerless, that's just proof of your power because you created yourself in that moment to be powerless. Right. And you know, without it being conspiracy type, like just go back to the example of you telling your story about here's all this mental, emotional stuff I was going through. So I took a pill. And then within two weeks of meditating, the symptoms were gone and no side effects, right? Meditation doesn't have too many side effects, right? (laughs) Yeah. May cause side effects. Yeah. May cause enlightenment and, uh, (laughs) (laughs) prolonged periods of bliss, joy, and happiness, you know, (laughs) warning. (laughs) Yeah. May cause shamanic deaths. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) ego death. Right. Exactly. Exactly. My ego. So, you know, even questions like that is like, why is that not common? I mean, it's becoming more, right? We know that like you look at anybody at any age, and that's only my dad. My dad's 81. And he, he said to me years ago, he goes, James, I've seen, you know, he's born in 1939, right? He's in the 30s. Wow. Like, you know, my grandparents, his parents came out of the Great Depression. Yeah. You know, holy cow. So like a whole century of just experience. And he said, I've seen more change happen in my life in the last 10 to 12 years than in my entire life, right? Wow. And that's, yeah. that's huge to, to hear that. Yeah. And, and so when we, were, when we were kids or anybody listening, you know, when you were a kid, was, was meditation a common thing? And as common as it is now, you know, I remember talking to people three or four years ago and they were like, do you meditate? Like it was kind of this like faux yeah. pas thing. And uh, <laughs> but you, you start to ask like, why is that not taught in schools? Why is that not right. more common as a, as a first place to start for people? And then you start going down this path and you start to realize as you just beautifully told your story, like, wow, I can affect my sales today. I can change my self image from this to this. And then I can see the results of that. That's just evidence after evidence after evidence of yes, that we create our own reality, but deeper than that, how powerful we are, that we are those, that creator. And how many of us have grown up knowing that? Yep. How many of us actually knew that at our core of how powerful we really are? And even in this moment listening, you don't realize how powerful you are. And why is that? And then, of course, we can go to a place of if other people knew, would they want you knowing it? And I don't want to go any far beyond that. But but we're we're waking up to that. And that's a yep. that's a beautiful, beautiful thing. Yeah. So, yeah. Well said. It's like it's like we're breaking out of our own like walls and, and boxes that we've been in with our belief systems, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. believing that we're not powerful. And right now what's happening on the planet with all of this stuff, this fear that's getting brought up, it's almost like 
it's being brought up to be cleared. In a yes, way. exactly. So yes. while we're all like, what I'm realizing right now is even in my own life now, I'm thinking, what in my life, what belief systems do I have right now that aren't working anymore? Mm-hmm. And there's some of them for sure. Yeah. And, and that feel limiting, that keep me in a box. What fear do I have in my own life? What mm-hmm. am I afraid of? And I'm doing the inner work myself, realizing that also at a collective level, we're going through this collectively macrocosm and then individually microcosm. Yes. So it's really cool to see because it's like breaking out of that box, letting go, just like, oh, I have to take Adderall in order for me to be mm. like normal. You know, and I felt like there's something wrong with me too because I had such outgoing, off the wall personality. I was like, there's something wrong with me. But now I've just embraced it. Yeah. You know, I'm a pretty eccentric person, but I embrace it. And because I embrace it, now other people embrace it because I don't feel guilty about that. You know, it's, mm-hmm. energy, it's interesting how the energy works. But beautifully said. Yeah. Well, and I'm so happy you're saying that too, that this time is such the, like, take advantage of this opportunity to the stuff that's coming up for each and every one of us. And I'll share some of the stuff that's come up for me to heal and grow from was always there. Mm -hmm. It's not like it's just suddenly like, oh, here's this new thing. It's like, no, 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 that was there. That was active within you. But you probably found a way to deal with it, ignore it, compartmentalize it, pretend it didn't exist, whatever. And now it's amplified so much that it's an opportunity to look at it. And that's why I say over and over again, pain is a blessing. Even in your story, like the pain you went through, the experiences you went through led you to where you are today. And without that, you may not be here. Who knows? I mean, who knows? And so for me, specifically, some of the stuff that came up, I had stuff I won't share too much specifically because I... the uh, the privacy of respecting my the, wife. The NDAs. Well, <laughs> well, for my wife specifically, but you know, we yeah, had okay. relationship stuff come up during this yeah. stuff, and like deeper levels of what codependency is, and and yeah. we both went down this whole rabbit hole of like, what is codependency? And I talked to someone that like he basically claims that most like ninety eight percent of relationships are codependent on some level. That there's yeah. this idea that if you're operating from you not being whole and complete and worthy of love and and full of self-love for yourself, you have some sort of hole or emptiness that that other person, that partner has to fill for you. And then that dynamic creates, you know, codependencies. And we were, yeah. we use this time to both find like where we both still feel incomplete in ourselves. And like, wow. we've seen a, just a massive transformation in our, in our relationship and even my wife, for people who've been following me on stories, we're decorating these Airbnbs and she's like stepped yeah. in this role of like starting her own interior design business. She's like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to crush this. And like, I'm going to get it. I'm like, holy cow, this is, this is amazing, right? Which is <laughs> very, very significant in the context because for years she's, she's been behind the scenes growing this business, my business. Right. Yep. And to like have someone step out and do their own thing, that's really powerful. And I don't know how, I mean, if you were doing a video a day back in like, you know, what, 2013, 14 or whatever. 17. 2017 yeah. is when you started. Okay. Your channel you was back in 2014. I saw that. So, oh, yeah, yeah. So me, you know, when I started this podcast, there was fear. I talked about that. I had a lot of fear when I started this podcast because I had a name and a reputation. I had a, I had an email list of 200,000 people. It already had millions of wow. views on YouTube. And I was teaching very left brain 3D video stuff. You know, yeah. like how to... Well, I'll record with your video camera and change the codec, <laughs> you know, frame rate. And, yeah. um, you know, very cool. So I had a lot of my nerdy video tech guy friends. And then I released this podcast. And there was a lot of fear there. And I noticed some of that came back up during this time for me. And I don't know what your experience has been to that because you just started with this path. 
But there was, I noticed during this time that I would still find myself hesitating to talk about the things I wanted to talk about because it felt more like intuitively divinely inspired and not something that's like, well, here it is in my quantum physics textbook to verify the science behind, you know, here's my pocket protector. And I've let go of that. I just like, uh, I do. Oh, if you haven't listened to the podcast, I do a lot of voices. So yeah. Um, I love that, dude. Yeah. I love it. You do, you do a good job. Thank, thank you. Thank you. It's my, in my past life, I was a voice actor, you know. I, I love that. <laughs> I feel that. I feel that. Yeah. So my um, third eye, my third eye can see it. <laughs> but I, I, you know, I don't know what, what experiences you've had there, but I, I really, during this time was just like, F it. If this is what's coming up, you know, for me, I'm not going to, Yeah, I, it's not my responsibility to prove something to somebody, right. you know what I mean? And yeah, I'm doing that to share what's, you know, my truth and come up for me. And yeah. I, and I hope that, wow, the more I do that, that my audience gets to do that yeah. as well. You know, as we grow as, as it's influencers, it, it permeates to them. It's a ripple effect, but yep. is that something you struggle with as you, oh, absolutely. as you share? Yeah. 100%. So after uh, that one time I told you I did the, the plant medicine stuff, it was yeah. like, let go. I was actually feeling, even up until a couple of weeks ago, I was feeling kind of like every now and then I go through phases of feeling kind of blocked content wise. Because oh, yeah, once yeah, you've yeah. made, once you've yeah. made a daily video for three years in a row, it's like some people will be like, oh, he's a little repetitive. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I'm like yeah, I mean, I've, da- I've made 1500 videos in a row. Mm-hmm. Like I, I can only talk about like how to manifest this right. or that so many times, you know, I want to branch out, you know? But there was a time when I was like, this is like not last, so it's like a year ago. I kind of feeling a little bit blocked in a way. And I wanted to share some pretty esoteric stuff on my YouTube channel. Stuff about like being like multidimensionality, understanding that there's many different levels to our consciousness and stuff. And I was very afraid to put out these videos because I was trying to protect my image of this practical, logical, relatable guy. And I'm like, yeah. if I come out talking about star seeds and all this other stuff, mm-hmm. people are I'm a weirdo, you know? So I was like, oh, I, I don't know if I want to do this, but it felt once, like you said, it felt divinely inspired. So like January or February of last year, so about a year ago, a little over a year ago, I put out a video on like star seeds and like this esoteric stuff that I was really afraid to put out because of what people would think. And it just, it blew up. Like mm. people were waiting for that information <laughs> and they're like, thank you. Like it opened people up. I mean, I had some people that just loved it right off the beginning. Some people were like, oh, I was kind of iffy when I heard that, but then it planted seeds and they're like, they came back months later and like, thank you so much, Aaron. Like it opened me up to this new thing. And anytime that I do something divinely inspired and I just step into it, it always pays off very well. And it's not because it's my ego that wants to do it. It's because it's divinely inspired, but it's my ego trying to stop me from doing it because of what people will think. So even this great awakening information we're talking about now, I held back from a long time from talking about it on my channel, but I I put out a smaller video on my Instagram account like a month ago when things first started happening. And I never had a video on my Instagram account get over 300,000 views. And that was a video that was my perspective on what's going on right now in the world. And it got shared like 30,000 times. And that was, I say that because then it made me realize, okay, this resonates with people. And people are sharing it 30,000, like, and it got crazy engagement. And most of my videos get maybe you know on Instagram maybe get twenty to forty thousand views. This one gets three hundred. Okay, there's That's something huge. there. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, okay. So then I I finally I was like, you know, I'm gonna take that as a sign. And basically, as long as it's not what I do, but it's how I do it. I want to share some of this esoteric stuff in a high vibrational way that is relatable. That's not so woo woo and weird, mm-hmm. but that's relatable and also high vibe. 
So it's not like you feel like you need to bathe yourself or take a shower after listening to it. Yeah. So you're like, oh, that's actually empowering. Like, yes, it's a time to be alive on the planet. It's super powerful. That's my intention behind it. And as I started in the last couple of weeks making those videos, once again, it's bringing so much track. And I'm not like trying to use certain keywords because I think it'll blow up my channel. Like I'm just divine. I just feel guided to talk about yeah. this. I feel like so many people that are talking about it are doing it via fear. And they're like, oh, it could be three days of darkness. Like, oh, like these right. weird conspiracy theories things. And I'm like, no, I don't feel like that's intuitively going to happen. I'm going to share it in an empowering way and a more relatable way and not tell people what to think. I'm going to encourage people to do their own research and just kind of share with people like reporter style what I'm learning about this. And as I've made those videos, it's taken everything to like a next level. So that's been a powerful thing right now. And then just in general – I see what you mean about relationships as well. Mm. When it comes to like masculine, feminine energy, I've become more aware of just kind of like my patterns in relationship. I, I moved out of a relationship a couple of months ago and she's still like, she's like my best friend, but it made me very, we, we've both become very aware of just who we are and what we want and kind of learning new things about ourselves. But I'm, I'm learning how to also, I have such a masculine viewpoint with my business and with my work ethic and my willpower. And I'm learning to give myself more of a letting go energy, allowing, yeah. trusting, do like things with no purpose. I'm like, why am I going to do art? Like, am I going to get like art done? No, like just do <laughs> art cause, just to do art right. or something like that. Like meditate to meditate, not because it's going to like, you know, like open up my third eye and ascend to the fifth dimension. Or something, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> give you your next idea. business like, idea or something. Yeah. yeah I'm going to like download a billion dollar idea. Or something, <laughs> you know? It's more so like I'm learning to tap into this and, almost nurture myself. I think that between seven and 15 years old, I craved nurturing and never really had it mm. growing up. Yeah. And I think now I'm learning to nurture myself and to give myself that love that I maybe, you know, I crave. I think that like attracting the, the ideal partner in the future, because I'm actually very happy being single and just, you know, focus on what I'm doing. But like, I'm becoming clear as to what that is and that nurturing aspect, but I'm learning to give myself that nurturing aspect as well. So it's like, I'm doing inner work. I'm doing inner growth. And also becoming aware of my own masculine, feminine polarity and how to like work with that so that I also feel fulfilled and I'm not overly being too rigid on myself in, in a way with like just my mentality and my work ethic and my willpower, you know? So it's been a powerful time to go within. And I think for everybody, it's like, I recommend everyone go within and see Amen. what patterns you're living through and what, what can you let go of? Like now is the best time to let go of things. Yeah. You know, let go of the fear, become aware of it, neutralize it by observing it, you know? So yeah. Yeah, when I, I've been asking people, like, when are you going to find a more unique time where we have as much time as we do yeah. now? I polled my Instagram audience. Are you experiencing having more time or less time right now? Yeah, obviously with like that. parents with kids, you know, like they're homeschooling now and that's like, and, and a lot of people that had help and stuff, you know, they don't have the help anymore. Right. So yeah. they had a, they had like a, an au pair or a babysitter or something and they had a maid, a housekeeper, a, a gardener and all yeah. stuff. And it's like, I'm doing that all. And I'm how, you know, and I'm trying to keep my, my business going and I'm working with my employees. So experience less time, but 64, 67% of people experiencing more time. It's like when, you, when else ever in your lifetime yeah. are you going to have this type of opportunity for this much time. time that time is for you as a gift yeah. for you so grounding this and recapping this this is a time of awakening the first thing is that i'm hearing just to kind of recap some cliff notes here some aaron notes is be excited <laughs> right like be yeah. be very eager and excited for what's to come be the light for others to stay high vibe yes. 
Number three is use this time to go within, to let go and heal what's no longer serving you. Number four, what you also, we both spoke to was like, pay attention now more than ever to the divine guidance that you're getting and act on it. I'm already seeing, I've been talking about this every week, how many people, clients, friends, peers, et cetera, that are stepping up into leadership roles on a whole nother level. Is there any other advice, suggestions that you have for people during this time? Yeah, to to kind of neutralize. So discernment, I think, is very powerful. Mm -hmm. You know, if you do go down this whole rabbit hole and start studying things, I'd say have discernment with what you read. Don't believe everything you hear, but kind of question a lot of things that you hear, but also question maybe a lot of things that you have believed in the past. And if you go down some of studying some of the darker things when it comes to control stuff, I recommend smaller doses of it mm, so that you're able yeah. to maintain in a high vibe. That's what I've learned from experience. And also, I think now is a time of being bold. It doesn't mean that you have to share this kind of information, but be bold. I think you as start as, as light workers, as people here, you came here to be bold. We all came here to be bold and to express ourselves and to make a powerful change by first embodying that change within us. So by you being bold, by us talking about this right now, there'll probably be other people listening to this that are maybe podcast people that maybe have podcasts that maybe have video channels, maybe have right. you know ways of sharing content. They're gonna say, whoa, they're talking about the great awakening right now. I kind of had this idea to make a video or some content about it, but I was afraid to because of what other people would think about it and whatever. But then it's like we, by leading by example, give other people permission to be bold and to mm. be themselves. So even people could do that whatever way resonates with them. doesn't mean they have to create the content. But by being bold, it inspires other people to be bold. And that's, I think, why we came here. We yeah. came here to kind of shine and to spread our light and to spread – kind of bring in the, this new era that we're moving into right now and to kind of be like pillars in a way of this energy. So be bold. And anytime I've stepped into the unknown and been bold, like with that starseed video, even out the great awakening videos and stuff mm-hmm. of when I was afraid of what people would think I was afraid. I didn't want to move forward. I felt like if I did, it would, it would do something to my reputation. I did it with an pure intention. I did it with the intention of sharing the ideas I realized it was my ego that was fearful of it, not my divine guidance or whatever. And what ended up happening is every single time I've done that, it's brought through and it's, a, it's helped people and it's made me more expressive on things I really wanted to talk about was, but wasn't because of what people would think. And it breaks me out of that bubble. So from experience, I'll say that if people can really just embody who you really are Don't like realize that you came here to be bold. You didn't come here to sit on the sidelines. You didn't come here to just kind of watch everything else that's happening. If you have a business, if you have a mission, if you have a message to share, now's the time. Deep down, I think a lot of your listeners may feel that now's the time to really just kick it into full gear and to learn and to express this kind of information or whatever way that resonates with them, whatever information resonates with them as well. So yeah, now's a powerful time to be alive, be bold and have discernment if you go down those rabbit holes. <laughs> Beautifully said, man. Thank you so much for putting such beautiful words to what I know I have been feeling and I can only imagine so many of our listeners have been feeling. Like to just to, to ground that in language and have that type of 
confirmation I know will resonate with so many people and thank you for being bold. Thank you. Yeah. I really appreciate it. Yeah, man. This, appreciate you and everything you're doing as well. Absolutely. Thank you. No, this has been been awesome and uh, definitely want to get you back on to uh, geek out Down. on uh, so many other things. <laughs> I want people to continue hearing your message. So what's the best place? Should they go to your YouTube channel or somewhere else? Yeah, they, they can go to YouTube. I, I have a, a podcast called Expand Your Awareness 2.0 podcast. I do uh, podcast episodes every Tuesday and Friday there. And then, yeah, it's like kind of some of the stuff we're talking about right now and mm-hmm. just the stuff that's also on my YouTube channel, Law of Attraction, Metaphysics, How Reality Works, Raising Vibrational Levels of Consciousness, stuff like that. And then also YouTube and Instagram, Aaron Dowdy is uh, yeah. where I post a lot of content as well. I post a lot of content, so I'm going to put that out there right now. <laughs> he does. I right. love it. I, I encourage it. He's on He's on Instagram. We'll link that up on YouTube and the podcast, you. Expand Awareness 2.0. So thank you very much, Aaron. Really appreciate you coming you, on the show. Brother. This is going to be great. So please make sure once you guys listen to reach out to Aaron, send him a message, uh, DM, et cetera, and let him know what was your biggest takeaway and what part of his message impacted you the most. And, um, oh, yeah, thank you. Yeah, of course. And uh, thank you guys. Thanks for making it to the end of this episode. That means a lot. So if you hear our voices right now, that means you made it to the end. That's, that means it's resonated <laughs> yeah. with you. So that's Congratulations. <laughs> congratulations. Now here's the real secret. Yeah, here's the real episode. Yeah. It's going to start right Are now. you ready? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Here we go. Um, <laughs> no, but thank you. Um, look, at somebody who gets my sense of humor. I love it. I love it. <laughs> All right, you guys. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you on the next episode. Take care. Did you know eight out of 10 businesses fail within their very first 18 months? I believe being an entrepreneur means unlearning everything that we've been taught our entire lives about what it really means to be successful, which is why I've created a brand new audio program entitled Activate. I want to show you how to think, act, and behave like the successful entrepreneur that you were meant to be so you can step into the vision that you have for your life and your business. And the best part is, this program is yours absolutely free. To register right now, simply visit www.jameswedmore.com forward slash activate, and we can get started right now.